This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. All right, lining you up for a lot of great conversation. Friday edition of Kelly and Company. Kelly McDonald here with you. Reminding you, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to the show if you would. You can give us a call, 1-866-509-4545. Always love to hear your voice, so mention that it. it's okay to play your message on the air if you don't mind. 1-866-509-4545, and that it's for Kelly and Company. On Twitter, I'm at AMI Kelly Mac. You can also find the handle for AMI Audio itself at AMI Audio. Always love to interact and chat, so great way to do that with them. Over here, everybody at AMI Audio or myself. Always love to hear from you. Thank you for uh, subscribing and uh, following along. Appreciate it. And, of course, if you have questions about Accessible Media Inc., you can send it to feedback at AMI.ca. That's feedback at AMI.ca. The gang over there at Marketing, market, marketing and Communications, those guys there, you know who I'm talking about. They'd love to help you out. On Fridays, usually Jeff Ryman brings us uh, lifestyle headlines, but he's away this week, as you know. So pinch hitting for him and going to bring us lifestyle for today is Margaret Weldon. Hello, Weldon. How are you? Well, I'm good, Kelly. How goes the battle for you? Uh, So far, good. Uh, What am I going to say as we're swinging open the gateway to the weekend? Last day before that long weekend, all's good. And how about you? It's great for me. I've been maybe a little too much. I've been in, indulging in the Ontario peaches. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So is that pretty well the only Ontario food you would say that you go out of your way to find? No, actually, I, I you know, any type of Ontario fruit I can get is, is fine. It's just for some reason the peaches seem to be pretty easy to get this year. Mm. And I don't know why. It just seems more e- like a lot easier this year than other years. And... I had somebody bring over a big bushel of them the other day, so I've just been enjoying them. I know um, we've had the conversations with, with Susan Kearney, with our nutritionist, of course, about just how weird seasonable can be. Whatever we're talking about, sometimes something's really peaking, and there's no ne- not necessarily any reason. Like when the tomatoes kind of are, wow, we're getting a lot. I think it was earlier this year. Um, somebody said something about this year or last year that way, how it's been. But when you talk about the Ontario peaches, the big word I think that I hear people say, juicy. Oh, yeah. Real juicy. And and there's nothing like them. I don't care what anybody says, nothing like them. Yeah, that's really good. I I enjoy it immensely. Yeah. Are we talking about peaches off the top or something else? No, we're going to talk about something else today. I I, I figured we'd give give food a break. Well, I thought we were going to give food a break (laughs) until I... I don't know what show you think you're on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So let's start off by talking about uh, parents and grandparent closeness closeness when it comes to children. It's Friday, you can mm. tell. Mm. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah. So a, a study, there was a couple of studies done, and I found them kind of fascinating. The first study looked at how much time parents spent with their children between, well, actually, I guess it was between 1965 and 2017. And what they found was um, between 1965 and the mid-90s, so I'm going to say maybe, I don't know, 97, 98, I guess that's mid-90s, right? Yeah. Uh, after, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they were saying there that um, mothers, for example, spent 12 hours with their children. Mm-hmm. And fathers, if they had a 
college or, or higher education spent six hours. Yeah, that's what I would think. Mm-hmm. And those who you know had a lower income spent three hours with their children a, a week. Now, when we talk about spending time, I mean just spending time with that person, with that child, whether it's whether it's helping that child do homework. Or, you know, feeding the child, giving the child a bath, whatever it is that that particular Mm -hmm. child needs. Okay. So after 1995, and this is the real astonishing part, the women who um, attended college university, their hours increased to 21 hours per week. And those with a lower uh, income increased to 16 hours a week. Fathers who had a higher income went up to about 9.4 hours per week, and that those with a lower com- income was about 6.2 hours per week. So just a little bit more there. Yeah. Now, a lot of the um, explanation for women is that they don't spend as much time cleaning or preparing food anymore because you can get a lot of these processed meals or you can even go to the grocery stores now and pick up fresh meals if you want Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, that adds to it, Um, you know, and I'm kind of surprised because I'm thinking with women working now, you know, because a lot more of them now. Yeah, you'd think there might be less available time, but I think, and and this is where you get into surmising, and I want to preface this with uh, no offense meant to anybody out there. Um, Maybe you can enlighten us a little bit on some of the things that I'm just wondering is, are we looking at people who have that post-secondary education, the job quality that they're getting that has those HR departments that says, hey, you work this number of hours, you leave the job at home. I'm, I'm you know, not crediting HR departments necessarily for that, but a job situation that has more of the protections for, for staff, for workers, more stuff you can leave at the office. I know some will say, no, the more higher you are as an executive, you take it home. Or a lot of people who are not in that situation who may have to be waiting behind a counter at the fast food end up putting more hours in, end up standing all day, end up being so tired and needing to rely more on uh, grandma or, or grandpa, somebody else to help out at home, which means they come home, lay down, they're tired or their hours that they, they're working to suck up hours that they could be with the child um, of those, what we would think, traditional family hours. Yeah, and I, I agree with you there. I, I believe that's the theory behind it, right? Because even if you look at incomes today, I hear of so many people who have to take more than one job. Yes. Just to keep their, you know, just to keep uh, ends meeting, so to speak. Right. Did, uh, did it mention any of that? Because, Margaret, the, like the multi-jobs alone, good point. And I know there are people who have the post-secondary uh, dental hygienist, for example, and they'll all tell you there's not enough full-time work. Where do I, I work at three different places. It never mentioned it in the study, but that would be my theory. Like mm-hmm. that would sort of be the, the Weldon theory. Now, another interesting fact is here, um, and let's bring grandparents into the mix now. So okay. those children who spent more time with their grandparents and you know whether it's because they maybe they they uh, the grandparents live with them in the home or, or the kids go to the grandparents after school or whatever they were able to resolve emotional issues and solve problems a lot better than those who spent maybe average to no time with grandparents 
And I think it's because grandparents tend to be a little bit more reasonable in some cases. They take the time. Yes, they do. Come for a walk with grandpa. Well, why is it that way, grandpa? Well, let me tell you, whereas a lot of moms and dads are just pressed to get everything done. Exactly. And another funny thing, too, is um, the the, uh, grandparent who you spend the most time with is often the parent who the child is closer to. So, like, if that grandparent is the child's mother's mother, then the child tends to be closer to the mother. Ah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, and and I found this, it kind of takes me back, too, because my grandmother and I, we were like the best of friends. And I know that sounds funny. But we used to, but we, but but I guess it's because we had a lot of the same health issues and we could sit down and and reason things out together. I, you know, um, yet I was closer to my dad and that grandmother was my mom's mom that I was the closest to. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I always was told it, it really seemed to be who you were most like. And I know for some people they'll say, I absolutely not because, you know, they say I'm most like my mom and we didn't get along. It was like, you know, um, they're too much like me or, or whatever. And I'll, you'll hear people say that stuff. So it's interesting when you think or to put thought to grandparents because they're, you know, the ones removed in the sense of, and again, a lot of grandparents have just as much or more to do with grandchildren or the child than a parent does sometimes, and especially in a lot of the cases you're citing here, Megs. Oh, yeah, easily. And I I guess, too, my grandmother and I had a very special pact. Right. I used to be able to call her from school, even though though my parents weren't talking to my grandma, but I used to call her between 5.30 and 7 o'clock in the morning from Uh. school. We never talked, (laughs) but, you know, we never talked about my parents. When I graduated from school and my grandmother needed the help or just to talk, she could call me any time of the day she wanted to, but if I was out of town and needed help, I could call her collect any time I needed wow. to. Wow, and of course that was something when you were at the blind school. It would be really, really helpful because you have those moments, those times, and they could be at any time where you're just, I need to talk to somebody, I need family. Yes, that's right, that's right. And also, too, and, and, then, and even my grandma, sometimes she'd call me at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I used to have to tell my late partner, I'm sorry, but my grandma comes with this deal. Like, I'm a package deal. That's what I used to tell him, you know? Oh, isn't that something? Um, I I don't know when you think about people in your world, people, you know, is there a lot of that? I I think of how close, and my grandmothers are are both gone, um, and that's really what I I knew. Never, I knew my great-grandfather when I was a child, um, but my grandmothers both were were, um, on their own. Uh, my life growing up, and I was pretty close to both, even though one was in Montreal, one was in Nova Scotia, uh, but would come and stay multiple, like for a few months at a time with the family. So a lot of time, my my grandmother from Nova Scotia, further away than Montreal, I was closer to. Um, Do you find that people in your world have always been, can you think, has it always been even distribution close to grandparents? I think it's about half and half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can think of people who were very close to their grandparents. And, and you know, I, I don't know what kind of an effect it's had on them. Some good, some bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you see my grandmother, she had eight grandchildren. And I, I know she had a, a different relationship with every one of us because we're different people. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, you know, there's there's you. Like, I can remember growing up and you spending a lot of time with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's one of the other things that if you are fortunate enough to be able to have access to your parents. And I'm not sure all my siblings would say the same thing because, you know, my oldest 
Siblings may feel they had far less time because you'd get the remarks of, oh, yeah, Kelly's the baby. He gets spo-. And a lot of that was the more available time my parents thought, felt they had. As parents are navigating, and sometimes you get grandparents that just never think their children do all right at raising kids. So they're always, you know, interfering, helicoptering over their own kids and their, their upbringing of their children. I think in my case, maybe in your case too, when, when we were very little, um, I know the, uh, the, the organizations my parents, you know, dealt with for support basically said, you know what, you've got to get Margaret going to different places yeah. and then coming, you know, without you guys. And yep. my grandma played a big part in that. Like I'd go and spend time with them for the weekend when I was very little. And, you know, I'd say, well, where's, you know, where's my sister? Where's my, never mind. You're just coming with grandma for the weekend. Yeah. It's interesting when you talk about being as agencies, organizations saying you can't, the the child's low vision or blind, you know, don't smother, don't coddle. Um, It becomes a very interesting conversation when you say that a grandparent said, look, you heard that, leave, don't. You start saying, well, they came from a more tougher upbringing or, or, you know, tough love kind kind of avenue. But it really is, they've seen it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they really have. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I know a lot of time people like, Mom, let me do, you know, Margaret's my child. Let me do what I want to, you know, what I want to do. But they're there. And, of course, there is a resource if you're lucky enough to have a parent, either parent that cares and is in, in, the child, in your life and your child's life and understands, yeah, there's mistakes that are going to be made. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been um, also just doing some research too. Um, there's a new podcast on uh, Zoomer Radio and it's called Go To Grandmas. And do you know what? There's a lot of do's and don'ts about being grandparents um, and, and they look at it from all angles. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it's, listen, it's the parent's house, it's the parent's rules. And if, you know, you sometimes you have to bite your tongue as a grandparent. That's right. That's right. And, and, because uh, like you say, it, it, it is the rules of the household. But with that, I think it's a huge lesson for us to learn when we're children. There's rules here. There's rules there. The world's full of rules. And sometimes they differ. And you've got to roll with that and understand that. You can't right. say, yeah, but I'm allowed to stay up to this time at home. So you have to let me. No, that's not way things work. And I think it serves us justice and children justice if they are lucky enough to have a couple of sets of rules, grandparents, and understand that. I mean, I know there's a lot of fractured families and that becomes really tough to keep up on everything and every preference and you, the child must get really confused. But I'd like to think it serves well later on, especially when they're working and, and understanding that, yeah, this person does uh, has a different management style than that person and hopefully their longevity with stuff works well. Megs, sure. awesome. Thank you for filling in. Great conversation. Appreciate you covering for Jeff. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Yeah, thank you. We'll have uh, Margaret back next week covering off The Buzz with Bill Shackleton away. And Jeff Ryman will return to the show with Health on Wednesday, Lifestyle on Friday. Up next, our app update. Stick around, folks. It's Kelly and Company. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.